a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Never seen the sky so blue The birds are singing, I got nothing to do Hey, 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 hey mm, It's a sunny day Sunny day now My pocket's empty, my cupboard's bare But call me illogical, I just don't care Hey, hey, hey It's just a sunny day It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. Number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500, and the phone lines are open. Wanted to start the hour there is hope. Spring will arrive. You will be able to get your garden beds ready for the season. And so we wanted to talk this morning about preparing those garden beds for early planting. And what are some of the some of the things we can do well, to have the best success, Ton? You need to watch the weather first and foremost. I remember... Don't dig when it's too wet. No. I remember several years ago when I first started with Extension, I put together a press release on starting vegetables early. And the soonest you can really get out is mid-March. You know, that's when the snow's melting off. But the day that I even um, drove down here and KSL did a uh, little news thing for it in studio. And, you know, I was, you know, just, you know, brand new and just scared to death. snowing? <laughs> and, yeah, we got a foot of snow the day the story aired. And then there was an article on the website and people were commenting, who is this idiot? <laughs> timing is everything. Yes. And so timing oh. is everything with this. And so the first thing you're going to monitor are soil temperatures. And so if you have raised beds with a lot of compost or artificial soil, those will heat up more quickly than your garden soil because they're less dense and take a shorter amount of time to start absorbing the sun's heat. Another trick I like to use in my raised beds is to either cover the soil with plastic, clear plastic uh, sheeting, or put the high tunnels out a couple of weeks ahead of time so that, you remember those high tunnels have plastic, or low tunnels, excuse me, I'm misspeaking now, um, but put the low tunnel over the top of the raised bed and let it heat up under the low tunnel because during the day, it's just like your car to where that low tunnel will heat up to 30 or 40 degrees above the outdoor temperature. And so that will heat the soil. And so minimally for cool season crops, you want around 40 degrees, but I prefer around 50 for cool season crops to start planting them. And so to determine the soil temperature, just get a cheap kitchen thermometer. You can pick them up for 2 or $3 from Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target type retailers and then just stick it in the soil and it when the soil is above 40 
preferably towards 50, you can start really planting your cool season crops. And then you'll need to watch your temperatures inside that low tunnel. And so if you've got a sunny day in the high 40s, low 50s, you're probably going to need to lift it up or somehow, you know, get some natural cooling in there so that it doesn't get too hot. But the main thing for planting early is that seasonal protection, but also heating the soil up ahead of time. So once we've determined that it is warm enough, what can we do to, what should we work into that soil to give it, to give the crops the best chance possible? The the fall prior to... Did your mic just go out? No, it's on. Oh, you... There we go. This is My, where the headphone, the headphone cord pulls the, your mic level down. Bluetooth would All be right. right now. Should Anyway, I moved my headphone Sorry. cord and it pulled the gain <laughs> down on my microphone. So now that we're back, you would think I'm using nitrous oxide right now, but I'm not. Even though it may seem we are drug-free in this studio. Always. Always. So. <laughs> okay, move along. Move Moving along. along. Okay. So, what was even the question? I now. I, oh, the question was how to what what kind of nutrients do we need to add to that soil? What can we add okay. to that soil to so you come up with will our have best? Wanted to add compost prior, you know, the fall before but you mix what that if in. We didn't so a half inch to an inch mixed in, and then you can do that again in six or eight weeks, just so you don't get too much in there and deprive the soil of nitrogen. And so, otherwise, instead of just saying, "Oh, put fertilizer down." Download USU's free fact sheets on gardening. So if you're planting radishes, there's a radishes in the garden or lettuce, there's lettuce in the garden. So just do an internet search of mm-hmm. whatever crop and in the garden with USU and it'll bring it right up and it'll give you a fertilizer schedule. All right. You've put up a very nice article on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. really goes through how you can extend your garden season, gives them all sorts of options. I noticed the cloches in there and the low tunnels. Yes. And so there wasn't a specific article on preparing the soil for gardening, but there are there is some information on the temperatures and the structures. If you're planting in mid-March, you generally are going to need something. And so we've tried to go through from least expensive to big investment type stuff on options to extend the gardening season in the article. You know, it's so weird. Mid-March is only two weeks away. It is. and if the, Are we really going to be able to do anything? <laughs> it depends. You know, if the snow is off the ground and you have low tunnels mid-March, you should be able to start planting radishes, lettuce, some of the coal crops. And so, yes, you will. But if it stays, we've been 10 below... Um, 10 degrees below the average for the last couple of weeks. And so if it stays like this, it may be into late March to early April before we really start to be able to get out there. But that's why you need to watch the weather. Mm -hmm. You know, that mid-March isn't a set date that no matter what, you're out there gardening because of the transitional weather. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. All right. Check out that article. It's on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. Also, we have done a number of videos, a couple of videos on extending the gardening season. You can find those on the YouTube channel, the KSL Greenhouse YouTube channel. You can find them on our Facebook page under videos. You can even find them on our website, 
kslnewsradio.com slash greenhouse as well. We're going to take a break. Come back with your calls and questions. 801-575-8255. Text us 57500. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good morning. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Anton with you. 801-575-8255, the number to call with your questions. Phone lines are open. You can also text us at 57500. Next listener, Ton, would like to know when they should trim their butterfly bush. If it needs to be trimmed, I would do it in mid-March because they they bloom off new growth. And so if you go in there and give them, you can actually cut them back pretty hard mm-hmm. and give them a good haircut. It makes them more dense, a little bit shorter, but you get a lot more flowers because the new growth, uh, if they have new growth everywhere, that just spells more flowers later on. We were talking earlier about how wood chips can rob the soil of nitrogen. And one of our listeners wanted us to extend that conversation a bit and talk about leaves. Will leaves do the same thing? They can. If you put down a thick layer of leaves and then work them into the soil, they're going to break down more quickly, but they can temporarily rob the soil of nitrogen. However, if you put them down in the fall, they will have decomposed over the winter mostly and will be fine in the spring. The soil will be. And so if you put down so many that they don't decompose sometime in, well, when the snow melts off, I would recommend getting some inexpensive nitrogen like 2100 and just applying that to the garden area and just working it in lightly, maybe raking it in to help those leaves decompose more quickly. Next person would like to know when they should prune or when, yeah, when they should prune peaches and plums. Mid-March, so two weeks. So the stone fruits, those are the ones with the pit inside are pruned in mid-March. Apples and pears should be done now. The next listener is concerned about all of these videos that pop up on social media. They say they saw one where somebody literally stuck a grape in the dirt and then did a clever camera shot showing the grape with some leaves sticking out. And it, they want to know if there's a good way to avoid these scams. Well, I, unfortunately, the Pinterest videos and you know even Facebook and Insta are... It's dangerous, and so that's why you need to do your research from reputable companies and reputable sources, you know, extension services and, you know, a lot of times garden centers and even local horticulturists. We have Malie Nelson-Hokey on occasionally, and she's got a great YouTube channel, Garden Answers, and puts out a lot of good content, and so you need to know where the content's coming from. And unfortunately, the expert, yes, right. (laughs) Unfortunately with a video camera and a cheap microphone, all of a sudden anybody 
can be an internet expert. Even well, and if they have not. to have some editing skills too. I mean, yes. they, they've done some pretty sophisticated things. Yes, and so on these videos, you know, fact checked fact checked the video against known reliable sources it sounds like i'm talking politics <laughs> or just news but it when you're in gardening you really need to do this and so sources like the american horticultural society um you know even now i've mentioned extension services a few times but get to know good gardeners because there's a lot of quackery out there i actually talked to somebody who got after me because they had planted marigolds in their beans for years and grew hundreds of feet. And I made the comment, it's like, well, you know, even though nothing ever happened without growing beans, without marigolds, how do you know nothing didn't happen because it just didn't happen? And the marigolds <laughs> were somehow keeping pests and diseases out. And that just made the person matter. Yeah. And so, but that's how you fact check things and know, not certain for certainty, but know much better if things are working. And that's why you need reliable sources. Well, and it did work for that person. So, you know. It did. And I, so I was just like, My grandmother did great. it for years. And we've talked about that. How yeah. You know, it kind of changes the environment and gives, uh, go ahead. It, You're the expert. It can give you some, it may act as a trap prop. And keep a few things out, but they don't have any inherent repellent properties. Mm -hmm. There's always science behind it. And you yes. have to go with the science, too. That's the other thing. Even though some things may work, you have to make sure that they're scientific. I do. Bad. And so when I run into situations to where the science hasn't, the research hasn't been done or what they're doing is a little dubious, but it's, you know, they've had results for years. I just tell them, keep doing what you're doing. If yeah. it's work for you, there's no harm in it. And I'm not here to say I'm all knowing or I'm the only source of gardening knowledge because there are a lot of people out there with a lot of knowledge. And there's people out there that do things completely differently than me that can be science based that have wonderful results. So, all right. Next person says they planted a blackberry thornless bush in a container. Last year, it's budding, but they're wondering if they should add new soil, and if so, how would they do that, or should they just add some fertilizer later? I would lightly fertilize it. I, you can't really add soil easily, and so just fertilize it. And every two to three years, I would just pull the whole thing out and put it into a pot a few inches wider. Some people are so excited to get out and start planning. This next listener says, can they shovel off the gardens? Can they shovel the snow off the garden and plant early stuff now, like today, hardy plants? They say they won't be bothered by the colder snow. They're like, let's do it. Well, it depends on the soil. If you have a sandy my hand, soil. My hands would freeze. I would not yeah. be happy. <laughs> you know, in a sand, you could probably get away with it because the water drains off so freely. But if the soil, which may be frozen, you know, you need to be able to work the soil without ruining the soil. And so if you go out when the soil is really wet and start turning it and trying to till and things, you will destroy the soil structure and make it so that it doesn't drain as well. And so you can work the soil if it is at a point you can stick a hand shovel into it and the dirt doesn't really stick. You'll have a little on there, but if you have it majorly sticking, it's too wet. All right. Next person says they lost their 
screen of plants along the border of their yard. It's a very narrow planting space on the south side. They're wondering if you have some suggestions of what they can plant in that narrow area on the south side of their house. There's a privet called straight talk privet that they might be able to find that gets a few feet wide and then tall. There's also a tall hedge buckthorn or fine line buckthorn. Those will be the narrowest, but then there's also uh, junipers that they could use to get two to three to four feet wide, like skyrockets is one. But you need to be extremely careful with this because all of these really narrow hedge plants are probably going to need to be wrapped with burlap, you know, almost like a candy cane to keep the branches from splitting out in the snow. All right, number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. Text us, 57500. Let's dig around town with KSL Greenhouse. Learn how to flip your strip with the Conservation Garden Park on Thursday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. You will learn the best techniques to add curb appeal and save water by removing non-functional lawn from your landscape. The webinar focuses on appropriate watering, plant selection, and planned maintenance. Register at conservationgardenpark.org. Need to add some spring color to your landscape? Explore the hundreds of perennials to choose from for our climate with Weber Basin Water on March 2nd at 6.30. The class will focus on great perennials that bloom in the spring and are best suited for lower water situations. Sign up at WeberBasin.com. And calling all wannabe master gardeners, it's time to sign up for Master Gardener courses with USU Extension Service. Learn everything you need to know about irrigation, fruits and vegetables, shrubs and trees, and much more. Register at extension.usu.edu. Now a look at this week's quick tip. If you're interested in starting any of your own vegetable or flower starts for your yard and garden, now is the time to start. You can make your own light bench using PVC or wood or you can purchase one online. Most plants require fluorescent or LED bulbs to thrive indoors. Otherwise, put your plants by a south or a west window. Also, purchase your seeds very soon, because if you wait another few weeks, a lot of the popular varieties will be sold out. You can also find the Dig Around Town calendar and more fun gardening info at kslnewsradio.com greenhouse. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.